0: my name is crispina french and promoting creative textile reuse is my jam i'm an og textile alchemist worked my way through art school making ragamuffins from thrift store sweaters way back in the 1980s that college side hustle grew into a full-fledged business and here i am today to show you how to do it too stick around for all the things helping to navigate both the chaotic and dreamy chapters of building your profitable textile upcycling business. We'll talk material sourcing, business savvy, product development, marketing, and self-care. Gloss over the hard parts, not here. Experience, lessons, and know-how. Deep dive into the struggles, wins, and rewards of running your sustainable textile upcycling business. Think of this as your favorite craft class mixed with environmental business school. Are you ready to be inspired, energized, and supported? This is the Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast. Are you a textile-centric crafter who loves vintage yardage, unusual fabrics, notions, and sewing tools and tutorials? Maybe you are a sewing teacher in need of cool and inexpensive cloth for students. Whether sewing high-end bespoke couture or experimenting with new textile-making processes, SwansonsFabrics.com, located in the heart of Turner's Falls, Massachusetts, has just what you need. You can shop online or at the very well-organized and jam-packed store. Swanson's Fabrics is a thrift shop of fabric notions and textile tools. It's a community repurposing the leftover collections of home sewers, addressing the reality that we have enough fabric and craft supplies for generations, stored right in our very own attics and closets. Swanson's makes it very easy to pass on an excessive fabric stash and find inspirational treasure for sewing projects. Additionally, Catherine Swanson hosts an online group for entrepreneurs interested in using her business model for fabric thrift stores in their communities. Find Swanson Fabrics at SwansonFabrics.com and on TikTok and Instagram. Hey, out there in the wild world of podcast listeners, welcome to the latest episode of Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast. My name is Crispina French. I am your host and I am super glad and excited to introduce you to today's guest, Manny Jackson. Manny runs an organization called Thread House Co. out in LA. He's gonna tell us all about- what that is, what he does, his work, and we're also going to dive into what is actually sustainability. What does that actually mean? So, Manny, welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me, Christina.
0: Yeah, you're you're welcome. I'm so glad you're here, and I'd love to get a little bit of background um, about like how how did you get interested in textile upcycling to start with? Like, was that something you had from up from your upbringing, or
1: well. It's so interesting. You know, we are, we become product of our environments in some kind of way. Um, And, you know, my mother used to go to the thrift store and buy clothes all the time. And as a kid, I hated it. So I I didn't like the fact that that that's what she would do. (laughs) I was
0: always scared somebody at school was going to be like, that was my sweater.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then also my grandmother had a, we what we, what we call, a <laughs> funny story, what we call the wash house. And the wash house is where they got a lot of clothes that was just donated from people in the community. And they would just give it to people that was in need. And as a kid, I didn't really know. I didn't really understand. I, it just was, that was not the cool thing. Um, but fast forward, it played a big part of my DNA. And um, when I turned about, i say about 1920, 21, um, I started hand painting on clothes. You know, I started going to the thrift store and buying old clothes and hand painting. And that turned into my first collection called Equality Abstract Apparel. Now, I didn't realize at that time that I was actually upcycling and doing, you know, practicing sustainability, but that actually began a part of of my brand DNA. But where I realized what I was actually doing happened in 2000 and I say 15, 16, where we had to, um, I had a charity called Holt Hilling, and we needed to make some hats. Well, I'll take that back. Uh, fast forward before that happened, I decided to make this what we call now our crew cap, which is our signature cap. And that crew cap, um, I just went in my closet. I wanted to create a a, a, a solution for uh, an alternative for people wearing beanies, right? So I wanted to create an alternative for people wearing beanies in 90 degree weather. So I decided to make this hat, right? Like, this thing that I thought I was coming up with. So I just took some old fabric, cut it up, and I made caps. You know, I took my old jeans and I made hats. And uh, that actually became something bigger, right, for us. And uh, then fast forward, when we started our Cherry Holt Healing, um, I started this whole campaign called R3, which was Recycle, Repurpose, Reprogram. Was our R3 initiative where I decided to upcycle 100 caps, right? And for, our, for us to raise money for our charity. And that really is what cultivated this whole overall sustainability journey. So I had to kind of give you a little bit of the, the blueprint first.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And it's kind of funny because I too had a mom who shopped at the thrift store and it was horrifying as a kid to, you know, everybody else at school. First of all, you know, I grew up in a place where there was nobody that had a weird name and, you know. People thought my name was Christina, and I was like, totally cool with that. Like, all right. And my sisters were Dorcas and Felicitas. So like, yeah, Dorcas, I don't know. And I know Felicitas
1: Felicitas as well.
0: Do you? Um, Yeah, yeah. So uh, funny story, Toni Morrison in her book, Beloved, Mm -hmm. there's a character named Dorcas and a character named Felicitas. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Weird.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that made me feel like...
1: I made that sure that made your sisters feel pr- pretty proud, though.
0: Yeah, but I felt like I got left out. I'm like, Tony, <laughs> I'm over here.
1: <laughs> I'll put you on my story, Crispina.
0: All right. All right. Cool. Close enough. Um, so... Yeah. And I think it does. Like those young years do, I mean, they, they are, they are part of our DNA. And as we go forward in life, it's just it kind of astounding sometimes how they come back and you realize like that thing that was like a really, it was a hardship really informed us in a manner that brought us this alternative uh, kind of sense of freedom in our lives, right. To create the, um, the path that we're walking without, um, you know, having to answer to others. Right. That's kind of a cool thing. Um right. So ThreadHouse Co. now, is it is there is that a for-profit or is it a not-for-profit business?
1: So ThreadHouse is a for-profit. Um, okay. We were on the verge of starting a non-profit last year um, with ThreadHouse Project, which was where we wanted to create what we call our incubator program around sustainable solutions and sustainable fashion. So in 2022, well, excuse me, yeah, 2000, and which uh, was last year, 2022, I decided to uh, step out and and really pursue this whole idea around sustainable fashion. And I wanted to create a program where also would help sustain people in our community, as well as educate individuals about, you know, just cool, different DIY projects. But being able to take their ideas and being able to put it also in a retail store, so we was able to partner up with a retailer and everything, and host different classes around being sustainable, around sewing, and just different different parts of it. So that was what I was really pushing forward towards in 2022. So um, we kind of kind of put everything on hold for a little bit um, to for. Me personally, when I say we, me, I put everything on hard (laughs) a little bit to kind of personally focus on my own sustainability and my own development first.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how, you know, sometimes there's two things I want to touch upon. I don't want to forget. One is um, how you learned how to sew, which I learned a little bit about before our conversation. But the other thing um, that I'd like to focus on first is, The aspect of sustainability that, you know, we all talk about environmental um, you know, kindness, making sure that the environment's healthy and, you know, doing what we can to keep things from, you know, excessive consumption and try to just like really educate. But, you know, in the middle, like the very center of all of that is us, right? As people, as humans, like we we are actually part of our own environment, right? Like we're Mm -hmm. part of the biosphere and You know, so yeah. Talk a little bit about how that plays a role in what you're working on now.
1: Well, so so many things. Um, This uh, coming into 2021, leaving out of 2022. 2022 was a very rough year for me, very transitional year. I saw a lot of growth and a lot of success. In a lot of areas when it comes to business, but I saw a lot of stifling areas in my personal life. So 2023 forced me to kind of sit back and look and re-examine 2022 and reexamine my journey in my life. And some, some things was brought to me that I might be challenged with some type of mental health uh, well, honestly, that I might be in a mental health crisis because it led up to just all of the loss just kept going. and personally, I don't think I was aware of it, and um
0: I it's just, so often that we are like when we're in a trauma situation, we don't realize it sometimes until it stops, right, or like we st- or, or, or until we stop.
1: Well, a lot of times we don't realize it until someone brings us to awareness. Um, And I think that it, however it looks for you, it could take individuals stepping inside on on the outside saying, hey, look, maybe this is something that you might want to look at. And so Mm -hmm. for me, me getting that idea and also my background simultaneously while I've been working in fashion. I also worked in mental health for over 10 plus years, almost two, literally almost two decades. So um, with that being part of my own journey, um, I've been a mental health advocate um, for my father and for other people in my life and, and everything. So when someone brought it to my attention, it was only right for me to really look at it. This and see if this is something that I'm dealing with. And I think we all are dealing with our own mental health um, issues, but I think it's different when you start looking at diagnosis, you start looking at scientific things and scientific reasons. And, you know, if I'm going to be talking about sustainability and sustainability, fashion, and, and everything, I have to talk about the beginning of this and I have to talk about the core, which is sustaining ourselves. And that's right. where I'm at. I'm in right. that, that journey of trying to put myself together and sustain my life so I can do all of these amazing things that I dream to do for people and that I dream to do for the world. And I think that I've been able to touch a lot of people's lives personally in my own journey. And from a spiritual side, I think this was part of the next why. Right. And I say that because my brand uh, Thread House, our tagline is address the world. It started off with dress the world. But someone brought it to me and said, before you could dress the world, you might have to address the world. So (laughs) we added that to it. And um, that was a jewel that I got from that gentleman that day. And so that became the tagline for our brand. But it was always a cloud over my head about like, what am I going to address the world about? So when this whole idea around sustainability came from last year, which is something that I've already been doing, so I didn't just hop on a sustainability wave and just say, hey, I'm a cool upcycler now. Like, this started coming to me, right? Because of what I was already doing, all of the cool stuff that I was making and everything. So this became a big part of the DNA. And I said, I'm going to make this the DNA. This is going to be what we're going to be all about. Yeah. So- You know, fast forward, hitting my own personal roadblocks. Wait a minute. Sustainability? No, well, you got to sustain yourself. You know, and I want to help as I'm on my personal own journey very slowly. Every day is very different. So today is a different day than what it was two days ago. So as I'm on that journey and recognizing my challenges, I want to help other people. Because one thing that you identify with is when you are dealing with your own struggles, you identify you, who your tribe is. You understand why you're attracted to the people you're attracted to. And you can also see that other people may have their own personal issues that's not being aware of things. So I want to be someone that can also bring this to a space where I can provide resources for people. And not just resources, Christina, that are just on the internet. I'm talking about real life people that you can reach out and touch. You know, real life opportunities, money to 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 help you. You know what I'm saying? Get an hour therapy session, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Talk to a, a psychiatrist, right? Yeah. Um, talk to a, a, a some type of nurse practitioner. You know, these steps that are in the past 30 days that I'm learning about every single day taking on this particular part of my own journey and my own experience.
0: Yeah. And your sustainability. And let me just tell you that, you know, before our conversation, I always, um, first of all, I I can't remember how I first learned about you and your amazing work and just the, the, the way you're so giving. And I feel like this is kind of something that a lot of people in our, industry with air quotes around it or you know who have shared the experience of upcycling there's a lot of giving a lot of givers right like we tend to like we want to help we want to solve problems we want to address the address the issue right and there's a point in time where you got to fill the tank and if it's if it's something where you know you you're you're you know some however that works for you whatever that means to you it's just to to reinvigorate yourself and and find that balance where you're feeling um you're feeling sustained and you're feeling nurtured and supported by um in in whatever way if it's by your business if it's by your friends your family your your community um and you know i think one of the things that i that really resonated with me manny was you know you're willing to share this very vulnerable thing that most people, you know, most people who have dealt with mental illness issues in their lives, and I, this is from me, like I have no experience in the mental health industry whatsoever. I, you know, I, I know a lot of people and <laughs> we all have mental health, you know, strong or not so strong. Um, so I just see a lot of people who struggle and don't know that they can just ask for help, right? And they can they don't know that they can just like, oh, wait a minute, I have the power to change the way that I'm navigating my path and let me just do that. Let me just, let me be vulnerable. Let me share this with people. I think just the way that you're able to share, even like on your social media posts, talking about your vulnerability and feeling like you need to like step back and really assess your own mental health. That's so beautiful. That is so helpful to so many people who have not ever thought of that as even being an option. Like I wouldn't, you know, I can just imagine like the fear around being that vulnerable. And so even for me across the country, you know, living completely different lives, walking completely different paths, maybe not completely because we do have this commonality of the upcycled passion for um, that. I feel like um, it's helpful. So thank you.
1: Thank you. And thank you for saying that. And and it took a lot. It it almost took me like 30 days to do it. Um and you know, you know, being a part of the upcycling community. And last year we was um in a documentary um called The Upcyclers. And we we won an award for our program and um which was the Green Arrow Award. We won a billboard and went to Times Square. We had all of these amazing things. That I didn't mind sharing, and that I was very transparent with people about, and and also we also had struggles. Like I lost my truck, I, you know, I, I, I was trying to convert a mobile boutique, and I lost that. I lost my mentor. Um, I, you know, somebody wrecked my car right in front of my uh, studio. Um, a, it was a lot of loss um, as well, and I was transparent about that. So when it came to this level of discovery it was very 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 hard honestly to be like am i is this, should i even let people know but or but then i'm like well for me i feel like my mission is all about talking to people I feel like my mission has always been about sharing. Like all my jobs has always been about helping people. Working in mental health every single day has always been about helping someone on their journey. I need help on mine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. It's okay. And it's, it's you know, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And
1: I need help on mine. Congratulations. Yeah, and, and I if if all these people think that I'm so amazing because of all these dope designs and all of the things that I've done in this world to try to you know also help people as well as helping myself and everything, well this is part of my dopeness. You feel me? My my mental, it certainly is. It my certainly mental is. conditions yeah. is part of my dopeness. And if I'm not in mm-hmm. a good place, and if I've lost everything, you know. It's a lot of people that's on these streets and anybody and that could be anybody at any given day. Mm -hmm. And I've met people on my journey that was sitting in a high rise one day. And one day later, two days later, they're on the streets trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Because whatever happened in their journey. We I feel like we have to help sustain one another. So if we're not being up front and telling people where we are, and if we're not trying to help, then what's what's the point of having people on your journey with you? And that that was only the thing that, that's what really allowed me that level of vulnerability. And I said to myself, yo, I've touched so many people with my my designs and my hats. Like, this is the crown, right? People are wearing the crown of of my creation on their body and not, and not saying this in a, in a, in a, you know, I'm not saying this in like a boasting way, but if, if I'm able to get people's attention with my flat pl- platform through fashion, then may be, this may be the thing that I'm supposed to address the world about. This may be the beginning of this journey for me. This is made, this may get me, a book deal. This may get me on TED Talk. This may get me on bigger stages to talk to people, which I enjoy doing. So maybe this is fashion's been the catalyst for maybe something a lot larger and maybe in my own journey. The reason that it's taken up until I'm 41 years old to know where I'm at in my own personal journey and why I've had so many setbacks and failures and yada, 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 yada. yada maybe this is what's been the catalyst and maybe that's going to help somebody else as well. So
0: that's so beautiful. I just, I think that is so, so cool. And I think that I just honor you because I can only imagine how hard it is to do, to have made that choice, to have, to really like go inside and have that ins like introspection that allowed you to be like, yeah, this is why I'm here. I have to do this. I have to, I need help on my journey. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Really beautiful. If you're just joining us, you guys, this is Manny Jackson that I'm talking to today. And he has just this beautiful uh, spin on sustainability. And if you you missed the first part of this episode, I really encourage you to hit the rewind and go back and catch it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back and continue this beautiful conversation. Today's episode of Rags to Riches podcast is brought to you by the Stitcher Hood Recycling Society, my online membership community for creative textile upcycling, recycling, and reuse entrepreneurs. Inspiration, shared experience, tutorials, business savvy, and connection to a whole posse of people who understand the passion and intricacies of running an environmentally kind creative textile upcycling biz. Daily posts, Weekly stitch hours, book recommendations, group chats, member profiles, and strong connections is what you can expect when you join Stitcherhood. Head on over to stitcherhood.crispina.eco and sign up for a free seven-day trial to see if my Stitcherhood Recycling Society is a good fit for you and your textile upcycling business. Hey, so I'm back with Manny Jackson from Threadhouse Co. out in L.A., And we were just talking about kind of the root of sustainability and how to really uh, make that part of what the textile upcycling aspect of, um, you know, how it can all kind of ride together, right? And in one little, uh, maybe not so little, but one kind of capsule, it carries all of this, right? Like sustainable um, fashion, sustainable, you know, livings. Uh, We all think about, you know, how how we can be uh, really kind to the the earth and our natural environment. But I think oftentimes the piece that gets most overlooked is our own mental health. And Manny's on this um, beautiful journey to really dive into that and find a place where um, he's able to Address that, I guess I don't want to speak for you. So, like, wh- what are your what are your thoughts like going forward as this um this year unfolds? Are you do you have any kind of milestones or or um places? Uh, are you looking forward to uh you know a, a an achievement or a place you want to get to? Like, what yeah, what is your yeah, uh, yeah, my,
1: uh, yeah
0: Let's hear about that.
1: Okay, so first part of this journey is um well. I had to find the resources, right? So it took me—it's taking me about almost almost a month, close to a month—to find the resources. So when I tell people, first of all, when I started this journey, this happened January the third, when I was when someone brought it to my attention that I may be struggling with something, and um, you know. I quickly hopped on it. So it take it took me until about February the fifth or sixth to lock in with a therapist. Right. Well my own therapist. Now I have my own therapist, right? And now I can call her or we have our meetings and then we have bi weekly meetings. And then I also have another therapist um which is helping me With getting the right tools, so now we have two different. I have a CPT therapist and a DBT therapist, right? And which I can get into all that later. But now there's a nurse practitioner, there's 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 a whole entire mental health team. And what's really interesting to know about this journey for me is I've been on the other side of the table. So I've been a part of someone else's mental health team. I've been that mental therapist, that behavior interventionist, that's helping them, you know, with the things that they're struggling with. Um, and like, although my responsibility working with people with autism or that was on a different level of the spectrum, I never saw myself any different from them. So why would I not, when it's, when it's my turn, to be on my own journey? So my overall goal right now for me is to get myself in a better position, to get myself more stable, get myself a a a safer environment. Um I'm currently looking for a better place to stay, you know, and, and cause when you're dealing with this, then you also have issues because you have partners. That's like, whoa, you know, so you have to understand the people that's in your life that it might not, might not also, they might have to recognize their own journey as well. And so Sometimes you might have to go your separate ways. Sometimes you have to cut out people out of your life, you know. So my part of my goal right now is to get myself to a place where I'm more sustainable, where I'm not running a rat race and, you know. Yeah.
0: Reduce the struggle,
1: right? Yeah. Reduce the struggle and and and, and just just get to a better life. You know what I'm saying? Uh Get to a lifestyle that I, you know, once that I was definitely enjoying at one point in time and be better. Then the next part of that goal is to continue to help others with this as well. Help people provide them the resources, the financial support. Like I, these things are not necessarily free, but there's, there's this financial assistance, right? So I've been able to find different programs. Um, I've been able to talk to different, I have a meeting with a housing authority company that I'm like wanting to figure out how this housing program can enter, you know, offer these type of services to people that's also out in the streets trying to find housing now. Um, like my goal now is to continue to evolve this whole idea around. What we were building with the Thread House Incubator and this whole sustainable idea, sustainable fashion movement, and just add this as a layer to it. But mm-hmm. this is the beginning of the layer because so
0: sustainable can- living. It's sustainable living, Manny. It's not just like you know, fashion is frivolous. It's it's fickle, right? Like it changes all the time. But sustainable living is like what we are all actually really working toward. Exactly.
1: You said it the best way. Sustainable living. And I tell people now, in order for you to do anything, you have to sustain yourself.
0: It's so true. You know, one of the things that I hear a lot and that I actually I love to do is, you know, for years. So just a little bit of background about me. And it's kind of funny, like I wonder how many of our listeners out there are um, familiar with my history. But I ran a production company making text, you know, all 100 percent recycled um, home goods, blankets, rugs, pillows and clothing for men, women and children. So we produce I had 40 employees for 22 years and I worked wow. my ass off and I loved it. I loved it. It was, just, you know, taking something that somebody thought was garbage and turning it into something that somebody thought was like magical. <laughs> and the process was magical to me like just I mean, I felt like Rumpelstiltskin, if you know the old fairy tale, right? Like spinning straw into gold. Like that's what I did all day. That was my job. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I mean, I didn't care that I was working so many hours. And, you know, I that's I loved my work. It was like, it sustained me in a way that was uh, c- comfortable at the time. And then over time, I just started to realize that like, I, if I had been working that for the length of time that I did that, for any corporate company, I'd be making way more money than I was taking home, like way, way, way more money. And I had to, I had to be like, okay, what, like, I love this job. I love what I'm doing. I love to employ people and give people good jobs where they were treated fairly and honored for their being exactly how they were, but I needed to change it. And I actually think like, you're making me realize that I had a mental health crisis where I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I just simply, I cannot, I have to stop. I have to, I have to take care of myself. And I actually stopped my product. I like shut down my production company and sort of just exhaled for like a good long, I was like a six month exhale. And then I was like, okay, now what do I want to do? And I, Wrote a teaching book, and I thought, you know what, I really want to do is I want to teach people to have a truly sustainable textile upcycling business where you make enough money so that you have health insurance and a savings account. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have either for 22 years, and you know that it's not how you. That's not a good way to live. And it's like at, to realize it at the age of 41 is a gift you're not 61. You're not, you know, you're not 42 and you're you're like you go, "Okay, I got to stop this because I got to take care of me. I got to be okay. I got to be healthy." And now like the next chapter will open for you and you will it'll be a very clear direction for you because you'll have considered your mental well-being as being a, a, a an integral piece that must be carried forward on your journey.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's so many like us, So many like us. Um, yeah. And I will say. At a point of it, it's not our fault. Because, you know, in my part, my part of it. I never, never, never knew, never knew why things were so difficult for me. And why I've set my life up the way I have, but now I know, and it's not wrong. There's a way we need help, and they see that's that's what I'm talking about. Even there's systems that helps us set things in place. Like one of the one of the things that I'm learning about is uh, where now it's is ADHD, but it's different as an adult adult ADHD, and just. Just how this different systems is, like how we have certain things helping us navigate our lives. Like there's certain groups that, uh, that I'm a part of now that just can help me. And that's this is not just the only thing that I'm struggling with, but this is just one of the things. And that was such a big thing because I didn't even know. And I was like, yeah. yo, this is it. This is what it yeah. is. I This is yeah. why I need to have systems like this because I thought I was tripping. And and, and when you tell people that these are the things that you need, but you have no reason of telling them, it's like, oh, but when you have a reason now because you can support it, it's like, all right, this makes sense. And what I love about what you just said is that you came to that place and it always happens for us. It happens for anybody, especially business people. We come to that place where we're like, is this fulfilling me enough? Am I being fulfilled enough? And I want to be at a place where I can be fulfilled and make sure that I'm fulfilling my own personal parts of my journey, taking great care of my kids and making sure that, you know, I can help prevent them as well as helping other people in their journey as well. I want to have- It's like that
0: thing they have on those airplanes, you know, when you go on an airplane, they go put the mask on first, First, like yours first, then the kids, right? Like, it's so true. It's like the same analogy. Like you just have to, you know, so- I think that the big takeaway from this conversation is that you can't, you, like when I say you, I'm not speaking to you personally, Manny. It's just like one out there in the world, in order to have a truly sustainable business, you got to know that you're, you're the, you're the most valuable employee that business is ever going to have. And if that employee is not thriving, you got to make that employee thrive.
1: Yep. Right.
0: And yeah, so I'm just so thankful can have to 20, have
1: you can have twenty, twenty-five employees working for you, but if you ain't you ain't solid, eventually, eventually, something implodes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um uh, that's you know, and I understand you're still trying to keep the business, you're trying to keep the lights on and everything, but I just want to encourage individuals that's listening to this podcast. Um, you know, um, it's okay to get yourself checked on, yeah, and if you don't realize that there's something going on, um I think the the very best step is to take a real look at reality. Take a look at reality, um,
0: and ask yourself, right, like is this serving me
1: is is, is that? Yeah. Well, right? like you know, f- to be honest, I felt I, everything was serving me. I definitely felt okay. that I was being served, right? I what the problem was. The problem was when you sit back and you think about, I need healthcare benefits. I need to make sure that you know I'm not overworking myself to the point where I'm not even able to pay myself. Like, I'm paying everybody else, but I can't pay myself. Now, here's the thing. That's part of the journey that's going to always be. But you start taking steps back to figure those things out, how to do those things. I'm not telling anybody to go and quit anything that they're pursuing. Right. I'm not quitting. But what I what I did decide to do was take a step back and slow it down a little bit. And And this is the thing. Everybody's always told me, man, you need to slow it down. Like, so anybody listening to this podcast and no me is always saying, "Man, you need to slow it down." I couldn't slow it down, but now seeking outside help that now can help me slow it down. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. all the resources we want to be able to be.
0: Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is such a good lesson for for me personally as we speak, as well as I think a lot of people. This is just going to resonate so nicely with them, and I feel like you know. Slowing down, assessing how to move forward in the in the in the the way that you choose. I just remember being on this. I I felt like I was on a freight train. Like, just how do I slow this down? Like, how do I how do I change lanes? How do yeah. I, you know? And I I it was it, it was it. I would it worried me. It yeah. worked for long a very long time, and then oh. you know it finally came to a point where it was like I just I just had to stop. I had to hop off that train. And it was uh, it was a really hard decision for me because it meant that all my people who I'd worked with, some of them I worked with for 15 years, didn't have the job that they had with me. And it was that was that was pretty heart wrenching. And that was what took me so long to choose to change because I just didn't want to disappoint people. I didn't want them to have to lose something that I was providing mm-hmm. them. You know,
1: know that so well. So, uh, yeah. I want to I want to address that really quick um, and everything because especially in the upcycling world, in the world where we are having all of these amazing things, and we're we're building all of this stuff from people's trash or disparate goods. Um, when we uh, get to that point where you knowing like I want to be able to help all of these, help those people. The hardest thing is taking a step back and stopping because of all the people that you feel like you're going to disappoint. That was the, that is the hardest that it, that is the hardest was the hardest and will be the hardest for me. Yeah. This is why the level of transparency for me is so important because yeah when i when i say hey i have to take a step back and i put everything on me it has nothing to do with anyone else and maybe me doing that will help them as well maybe what i'm able to do will make help someone else look at what they're doing as well and so maybe i can be able to still be a resource to them maybe there's something else that i can do to you know help and so that was my hardest part of it Christina and I understand that as a business as a business owner especially in the midst of building all of this stuff that's so amazing so dope and crazy I you know it was very man it sucked to, to be honest just to be like all right, yeah, right we're going to close it down now yeah yep yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I crawled in my hole. But yeah. I'm glad that I'm doing that. And 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 part of so I want to encourage someone, if you do have to take a step back, if you're looking at things right now and it's not working for you, and you have to take a step back, I will say don't worry about everything in between. Take the step back. Take the step yeah. back. Listen to the podcast listen, go and look at other resources, Um, talk to someone, you know, I think that level of what social media and social media for me was very, it's very hard. It's very hard because a lot of times I want to get on social media and I want to be just very honest with people. Um, It's very hard because I want to get on social media and I don't know what to say. (laughs) It's very hard because I don't know how many times I should post. Social media was creating more anxiety for me than helping me. Then all of these different things of my businesses, having to do certain parts of my business that was creating more anxiety. And so certain things you just decide not to take a part of or not do. Mm-hmm. Um and it was okay once i said i'm going to take a step take a step back from social media it was a, it was okay now that i decided to redo my website and now tell people hey this is how i want to do orders now like i you know because we make one of ones and everything and i i got a lot of anxiety trying to recreate one of ones and you know just doing markets and selling out and it was just so much anxiety around things and I kept having all these other things happening with shipping and all this stuff. So I just decided in this part of my journey and with Thread House, with the sustainable fashion movement, with the Web3 stuff, everything that I decided to do now, I am doing it my way and I'm not doing it under societal constraints. I'm not waiting for someone to validate if it's okay for me to speak about my mental health. If it's okay yeah. for me to, you know, talk about, you know, this this thing that I'm struggling with right now. Um, I'm not waiting if I don't want to post. Uh, yeah. I'm not yeah. I don't want to post. There's yeah. there, there, I'm taking all of that power back. And I just want to encourage individuals that take your power back. Find where your power is. If people don't want to deal with me, they don't want me in their world, I'm out. If you don't understand who I am and I don't work for you, I'm not your person, I'm out. I'm taking all of that pressure that I've had to be for everybody else. I'm taking all of that off of me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that is what's going to help me sustain to get to a different level. And I just want to encourage people to do the same thing.
0: I think that it's just the coolest thing, Manny. And I think that, you know, your, your honesty and your, your transparency and your ability to share your journey is just like, I've never, I've never heard that before. And I, I just feel like it's such an honorable thing. And I feel like, you know, how, correlating that back to that upcycle fashion and about how, you know, maybe this is what you're here for. Maybe this is your sacred duty. Right. Like maybe this is really where that sweet spot is for you. And I feel like, I feel like this is, I I mean, from my perspective, it certainly seems that way. So kudos to you for finding that magic place. Right. And like, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I just um, I hope that we stay in touch for a good long while and um, you know, support each other through the, you know, all of it. Just, it's just uh, thank you so much. What a, what a pleasure.
1: I got some, I got some really cool ideas and let me give you a little bit of your flowers too. It's not easy running the business that you're doing. You've done so much. I was reading over your website and you're doing so much for the sustainab- sustainability uh, community and this whole upcycling community. Um, and I want to encourage all my fellow upcyclers out there that's listening. Um, you know, pay attention to this podcast, pay attention to what Crispina is building for us, because we don't have many platforms, you know, it's becoming cool to be upcycling and everything, which is dope. I love the trend. But um, it's different when it becomes a part of your lifestyle. Yeah, Uh, it it, it really is. So, you know, shout out to you, because I know it takes how much it takes to organize a podcast and everything. I used to have a podcast, right? So, for, for a very hot second for like six episodes <laughs> because i understand how 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 it takes what what it takes for that and the team and you know i'm not sure if you have kids and your family and all of that stuff but if you do that's even extra stress so i want to just give you kudos for building what you're building and providing a platform thank and thank you so much for having me on this uh show today to, you know, share a little bit of my journey and everything and talk about sustainability to me and where I'm at on this sustainable journey.
0: Ah, oh, thanks for joining me, Manny. It's such a pleasure.
1: Absolutely, definitely, definitely.
0: Hey, so I'm over here and I'm serving you a giant air hug because you just finished another episode of the Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast. Thank you for being with me. Our music is provided by The Lucky Five. Learn more about them at TheLuckyFive.com. Our show is produced and edited by Van Dahl If you want to dive in deep, head over to Rags 2 Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast.com.